Welcome to the Porky Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ellis. Porky.co is the way to go in creating rides and connecting riders. Porky's platform technology helps you to find, meet, ride with your motorcycle tribe. This Porky Podcast is sponsored by Rolling Thunder Harley-Davidson. Visit rollingthunder.co.nz and choose your flavor of Harley-Davidson freedom. Use promotional code PORKY20, that's P-O-R-K-Y-2-0, to receive 20% off your first online order at rollingthunder.co.nz. Right, let's get into it. With November 11th upon us, we decided to invite an appropriate guest on the podcast. November 11th, of course, is recognized as Remembrance Day across the Commonwealth of Nations as well as recognizes Veterans Day in the United States. Today's guest on the Porky Podcast is New Zealand Army veteran and motorcycle rider Dion Taka. Thanks for joining us, Dion. Thank you, Chris. Awesome. Well, let's kick it off. Tell us about yourself, Dion. First of all, thank you for having me here, Chris. It's a, it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to do this podcast with you. Um, so. I am currently Private uh, Dion Tucker, serving in the New Zealand Army uh, Defence Force, New Zealand. Um, Originally grew up in a little place some people might know called the Bay of Islands. Uh, Growing up there, had a pretty wild childhood. Um, And that's where I first sparked my interest in motorcycles. I... um, Used to ride horses to school, breaking them in with friends, family, cousins, and um, till about the age of 15, I had quite a, a nasty accident where I hit a power pole at full gallop. Wow. Head first. And that... At that time, I was um, I was applying for the regular force cadet, so that was about 88, 89, and due to my um, head injury, um, things didn't work out, so that was my um, first go at getting into the services. <clears throat> I'm still currently in, employed with the New Zealand Defence Force. Um, I retrained as a massage therapist where I help other soldiers who are injured and I help them through their their um, injuries and rehabilitate. Um, I had a clinic set up in the rehab room in um, the Burner military camp uh, for a couple of years where um, uh, things just got a bit too much for me as I, I suffer a condition known as complex regional syndrome type 2 uh, as a result of my injury. Um, so going back to my early stages of service, my father was in the army, my great-grandfather was in the 28th Māori Battalion where he was wounded uh, in Monte Cassino. Um, ironically, uh, he survived his injuries and he, he lived his life out with a, a limp in the right leg. Um, I don't know what it is about a family, but um, 
due to my injury um, where I was wounded in Afghanistan, um, I also now have a limp in the right leg uh, due to it not fully working. But um, that was an introduction into my service in the early days growing up uh, in the military career. I wanted to be two things. I wanted to be a soldier and I wanted to be a carpenter because my great-grandfather, who was in the 28th Māori Battalion, was also a carpenter. Um, I, I, I achieved both. I joined the uh, Territorial Force in 1998, uh, just missing out on BAT2 due to, um, for those who are not sure what BAT2 is, that was uh, quite a busy time for New Zealand forces in um, East Timor um, province back then. Then there was a lot of trouble during the early bats. Um, so I continued my career within the Territorial Force, uh, going into the NZ Scots, which was uh, at the time they were a, a reconnaissance unit for the for the army. Um, then I was asked to do a selection. Um, which I'd only heard stories about. I didn't know what it entailed. So I just, I went along uh, not knowing what to expect and I did pretty, I did okay. Um, And during my time on selection, which was, uh, it's a process go through for the New Zealand SAS, um, Special Air Service, about midpoint, I decided that uh, it wasn't for me at the time, so I withdrew my um, myself from the, the course, um, much to my regret later on in life. But um, at the time, it was the right call for me, and yeah, I could have carried on, but I decided uh, yeah, there's more things to do in life, like riding motorbikes absolutely absolutely so it's amazing to hear that you've got a direct family connection with your grandfather with uh mari 28 battalion does your family still have um uh, uh any of those memories around um no they they pretty much died when my great-grandfather mm-hmm. passed on um the f- the family who held his medals they moved to australia mm-hmm. sydney australia and now um it's all pretty much um, the history that he, the little he did tell the family, um, it still remains um, a bit of a mystery because he never really spoke about his time in the war. Um, and uh, as I understand it, you have got uh, New Zealand's first uh, trained service dog. Yes. Tell us, uh, tell us a story about your dog. Delta, well, um, my service, uh, going back, so I moved fast forward a few years, uh, four years in the territorial forces, um, I, um, was a, I became a qualified builder, I became self-employed, I was running my own business, and then... Uh, 9-11 kicked off and I decided I want to re-enlist and go full-time and help help the people suffering but help the UN try and put a, a stop to all this chaos and I thought I'd do my bit by joining the New Zealand Army 
fast forward a few more years, um, I was wounded in Afghanistan 2012, um, where during what's known now as the Battle of Bagak, I lost two friends and uh, myself and another five soldiers, New Zealand soldiers, were seriously wounded. Um, then fast forward a couple of years, uh, New Zealand Defence Force asked what they could do for me. They've done a lot for me. They have given me a spinal cord stimulator implant that helps with the pain that I suffer constantly every day. And I asked for a service dog. Well, it's never been done before in New Zealand. And um, I was uh, part of the New Zealand team that attended uh, 2014 2012, uh, the 2012 um, Invictus Games, uh, the first Invictus Games held in London, um, an initiative of um, Prince Harry's, and I'd spoken to a lot of soldiers with these dogs, and I decided um, I would like to have a service dog, but seeing what these dogs do for the soldiers is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm back in New Zealand, and I was I asked for this um, service dog. Uh, we'd done some research, my wife and I, and talked to New Zealand Defence about it, and they said it's not going to happen, never has and never will. Um, never has there been a soldier with a service dog, i.e. a medical assist dog, in the services before, and it's not likely to happen anytime soon. Well, my wife and I took that as a challenge and decided we'll take it upon ourselves to make it happen. Um, Fortunately for us, um, it coincided with uh, New Zealand National RSA Return Services Association were looking into a pilot program where they were training a dog for a soldier living with PTSD, which I also live with. Um, the timing was perfect, and I became the the, the candidate for this program. Um, working with the Kotuku Trust Foundation that uh, provide these medical assist dogs for civilians, they provided the foundation and the RSA National provided me with uh, opportunity to get the service dog. Uh, 12 months went by and um, many dogs were turned down due to their uh, not um, n- their qualities not uh, suitable um, for a service dog uh, I'd given up hope and then one day on about the 12th month 13th month um, I was emailed a photograph of Delta this little puppy, a white fluffy German Shepherd pure white, um, looked like a little polar bear. Um, I didn't want to fall in love with the photo at first because I'd been let down a few times before, so I just threw, just like waters off a duck's back, I I just decided that, you know, it's probably not going to happen. Well, two weeks went by and I got a phone call and said it's happening, just like that. So flew up to Whanganui and to pick Delta up, with the RSA and um, TVNZ decided they'd like to do a special on us called um, it was an Anzac special um, 
about New Zealand service dogs helping our um, veterans in New Zealand. Um, after the first day of filming, um, I decided better of it because, um, as people know me, I am not an actor. So we put a stop to the filming and took Delta home, where she began a training, intense, intense training, like nothing else. I mean, the training is... Um, there was a few times there where I, my wife and I both thought would um, pull a lid on it, but um, luckily it wasn't both at the same time. I would say, I want to end it. She would say, no, keep going. She would say she wants to end it, and I would say, no, let's keep going to the end. And I'm glad we both um, egged each other on because we got through it, and um, now we have uh, Delta, who is New Zealand's first and only uh, trained service dog for a soldier, serving soldier, living with PTSD. Oh, that's brilliant. And how old is Delta now? Delta is just over two and a half. Awesome. What does, uh, what does Delta think of you hopping on your motorcycle? Um, she's <laughs> a bit like the wife. She gets all sad eyes. <laughs> so what did spark your interest, your personal interest in riding? We talked earlier about how uh, you're riding horses growing up. Um, have you, uh, uh, how, how did you start your riding with um, motorcycles? So I started at a young age, about uh, 10, I started riding, um, I tried a, a friend of dad's uh, little CT90, a little post machine thing, um, crashed it, thought it was fun, I thought I'd like to get into it. A friend of mine at school, he was a, a, his dad was a mechanic and he is now a mechanic, he, um, He's selling a motorbike, and that was a CT100, which I asked my parents if I could buy, and they said, if you can raise the money, you can, and I did. A whole $100. So that, that was my first motorcycle. Excellent. And what, uh, what bike are you currently riding at the moment? I'm riding a Boulevard M109R, um, and when I'm feeling up to it, I'll ride the Kawasaki ZX6R. Oh, excellent. So a bit of a mix between uh, cruising and a bit of sport bikes. Yeah. Awesome. So if, uh, if, if money's no object, you, you hit lotto tomorrow, what, uh, what kind of bikes would you have in your dream garage? No, I've always had this in my mind since I was a young fella. CVO Heritage. Um, back then, I didn't know what a CVO, obviously, and they probably didn't exist, mm. but a CVO Heritage would be uh, my number one ride. And to back that up, that would be a Boss Harley Boss. Outstanding. So uh, what is it? What's your why? Why do you ride, Dion? reason I ride is, is many reasons I ride, but um, one is to escape uh, the normal grind of everyday life it gives you time to reflect on things and just get out there in the wind and you know with that added bit of danger that element of danger um, you don't have the security of a cage or or steel surrounding you so you're out there in the wind and the elements you're actually experiencing life more so now with since I was my injuries Gotcha. And then what, what do you recall as your sort of uh, earliest, best, and happiest memories when you're riding? My earliest, best, and happiest memory when I was riding is riding with a bunch of friends. Um, and that would be a long-distance ride, um, open elements, and that would be to the Brass Monkey, where everyone like-minded come together, 
have a great time and ride home. Outstanding. And have you have you done the brass monkey a couple of times? Yes, yes, I have uh, three times, and it was always too warm. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I've never been to the brass monkey. I've uh, I've spent enough time in Wairu and Tekapo with the army where I get paid to be cold. Uh, they haven't paid me yet to go down to brass monkey, but maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's um it's definitely an experience. Um, although. It is, is warming up a little bit. I can remember a time there, minus 21 degrees Celsius. Uh, the lake was frozen, good six, six inches on top. It's definitely a crazy Kiwi motorcycling tradition, that's for sure. Sure is. What, um, what do you see as your, sort of your, your favorite favorite ride to go on? Do you have a, you have a particular favorite? No, I'm not going to be biased here, but yes, I do have a favorite ride. Um, I... Post-injury, um, after losing five friends from my uh, section um, in Afghanistan 2012, I decided to organise an event called Rider Remembrance, which has been running five years now. Um, as soon as I could get back on a bike, um, I started this ride with my wife. Now, that is a lot of work. It's about four months um, prior planning, but it definitely pays off it's worth it and all the money and funds raised from the ride go to a military type charitable trust outstanding and when do you run your ride of remembrance so generally it's in the month of august um in the past five rides have been in the month of august because we try and keep it as close to the august uh, the 4th of August as possible but in the month of August um, because it coincides with other things um, it's we generally four months out from the ride we, we, we secure a date and yeah we let people know that it's happening Outstanding, we'll be sure to continue to, to uh, remind our uh, listeners and encourage them to jump on the ride as we get closer to that date in the new year. What's uh, what's the next ride you're going on, Dion? Next ride I'm going on is actually tomorrow. It's uh, the Black Ribbon Ride. It's a ride against um, physical abuse, against um, women in relationships, and it, it should be – it is a good – a good cause and should be a good turnout so excellent and then um when it comes to music what what music do you associate most with uh with writing Uh, that's an easy one um ever since i was a young fella stefan wolf stefan wolf get out there get your motor running good stuff and then how can listeners get in touch and support any uh any projects you've been involved with we have a, a, a Facebook page called Ride of Remembrance that um, during the, there's the winter months it's pretty quiet, but getting uh, the summer months it's pretty quiet. But getting close to the ride itself, we start um, boosting the activity. And the other project I'm involved in is Dear to My Heart. It's a Sparta project. Um, this is an acronym for supporting personnel and responders through adversity. It's uh, organised by myself and um, Alistair Baker, another army veteran, who where we use a peer-to-peer type support system. And again, it's like the motorcycle community. We come together as a tribe. We help one another because that's what in the Paleolithic era people used to help their warriors. They would heal them, and then once they are fully healed, they would send them back out. 
but that's not happening in New Zealand today. In fact, it's not happening around most countries enough. It, there needs to be more work put into our veterans and our soldiers and our service people because they are doing a task and a job that's asked of them that no one else would think of doing. They're putting their lives on the line, but who are there to pick up the pieces? And that's what Sparta is about. They're there to help these people through adversity and pick up the pieces, join a tribe and move on forward with their life. Powerful words, mate. And I could not agree more as we, uh, as we approach Remembrance Day. Uh, I hope folks have an opportunity to listen to uh, Dion's story and his rider story and uh, are interested and willing to contribute to uh, veterans' well-being and health. Um, thanks for listening to the Porky Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest rider on the show, recommend another guest rider, or if you need any help or have any feedback with the Porky app, email us at info at porky.co. If you enjoyed the Porky Podcast, please leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform. Find a ride on porky.co, meet other local riders, and ride safe. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everyone.